listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Life Radio Alive Again, and my name is, what? It is Brent Atwater. What? That's right, I'm the animal medium. You're going, what? Yeah, that's sort of like a psychic that talks to the dead pets on the other side, and you're going, you can't do that. Yeah, I look at them and see them face to face and have conversations with them. So we welcome you back. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that what we share with you will give you insight, expand your awareness, and educate you just a little beyond the veils that you're looking at now. And thinking about pet loss, not so much. Pet transition, very much. And you'll hear us use the word transition and you say, well, why? Here's the deal. When you lose a pet, you only lose the fursuit, fin suit, feathered suit. That's what is shed. And the pet's ever-loving and ever-lasting and ever-living Energy, that's right, ever-loving, forever and ever and ever, ever-living, forever and ever and ever, and everlasting, always and forever. Energy continues on, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're talking with Dinah and Max, and this is one little rocking dog, and uh, she's going to tell us about what she set up for him out of her pain and how she's taken her pain and helping others, and we look forward to sharing with her. Now, if you want to know more about this, you can check out my website, as they say in Southern, www.brentatwater.com, or you can go over to my Facebook page or my Facebook group. We have over 51,000 global people that talk about pet loss and afterlife signs and after-death signs, and we're everywhere, everywhere. And I look forward to seeing you then. But first, we're going to thank our sponsor that is allowing us to come to you today. Here they are. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. They wake me up every morning. Their tails are always wagging. They're just running constantly and chasing, you know, shadows and sticks. Their coats are much better. They're very happy dogs. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I have three dogs, golden retrievers. And I make their own food, ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the Lico Chops. It takes a few minutes every week. Before the Dynavite, they were overweight. They slept all the time, so now they jump all over me when I'm putting it in their bowls. They're crazy about this food. And their vet said that it's so much healthier for them. Go check out Rescue Dogs. They're just waiting to be loved. Get them started on this Dynavite diet, the health food for animals, and you'll see amazing results. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Radio.com. 
we're back just like living energy is back after they shed the fursuit <laughs> that's right so today let me introduce Dinah and and it's really Diana but you know when you, she's got a voice that rocks like Dinah Ross so that's why I'm <laughs> saying it you know she she doesn't pop a piece or do anything like that you can hear her real clear and she doesn't even have a southern accent like I do so you'll probably be able to understand her much more better than you do me but we're going to work with both of us today and that darling little Max is going to uh, she's going to tell us about how she got into this before she starts asking questions that we hope will help everybody welcome how are y'all today Hi. thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to being here. Really looking forward to talking about Max. Oh, you. <laughs> May we call you uh, Diana? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for giving me an opportunity, a forum to talk about Max. <laughs> I always love to do that. Um, Max man. Tell everybody who Max was, what he was, and how he is. So Max is, well, was a 14-year-old mini pin when he okay, passed. Stop right there, folks. There's your first learning thing. When she said Max was a men pin 14-year-old, no. Max's fursuit was a 14-year-old men pin. And that's the most important thing for everybody to learn. Now, listen to me real carefully with your hearts. The most important thing for you to learn in your journey from pet loss pain to connection is this. The fursuit is gone. Not Max. Not Max's energy. The fursuit. So when she said Max was... What she's saying is Max's fursuit was and his spirit is. So take it from there, Dinah. Yes. So Max's fursuit. He and I very, very bonded, was as close to a child as I ever have ever had or will ever have. And folks, um, we all know about our fur children. For those of you out there who are going, yeah, she's right. There's about 90% of us listening to this show that we understand that it is our child. And did you know that 78% of Americans consider their pets as pet parents and that is their children? So don't ever feel you're crazy if anybody says, do you treat that pet like a child? Nope. 78% of Americans done by an AKC study says that factually, there's 78% of you out there that agree that you are a pet parent. Go ahead. And that doesn't surprise me. In fact, you know, because I don't have children, I can't, I don't have that perspective. I can't appreciate any difference between a love for a child or a love for a, a fur baby, as everyone calls them. So about uh, when Max was about 13, 13 and a half, he was diagnosed with diabetes. And that was a, a big shock, a major, major battle. And I was crushed. About six, no, five months, we were fighting that battle to try to get him regulated, you know, as, as all dog moms do or pet moms would do. And we got him regulated, very, very excited. And then a few days later, he was diagnosed with a rare kidney cancer. And he was gone eight days later. So that was shocking and painful and unlike anything I have ever dealt with in my entire life. But, you know, what I wanted to do after that, I needed to try to heal. And connecting, in my mind, was the way to do that. I didn't know what that meant. So I was sort of feverishly, frantically looking for ways to do that. Whether it was, you know, getting his paw prints tattooed on my ankle or creating a memorial garden or creating a picture wall or any number of things. Creating Max's Facebook page was sort of the first big thing. I wanted to talk about him. I wanted to try to heal by talking about him. And then the second piece of that is I wanted to try talking to him. 
but I didn't know if that was even a possibility. So, so I, you're I, saying that one of the ways you thought about him staying connected to his what you then thought was past pet gone was getting things around you or surrounding you with memorabilia of him, like paw prints on your ankle, a garden and all of that stuff. Is that correct? A shrine. Yes. I figured if I, if I was completely immersed in all things Max, it would somehow fill the void. It would somehow keep me closer to him because at that point, all I had left of him was my grief. Okay, now right there, something really important, folks. If you think that you get so immersed in all of this other stuff, it keeps them around, let me tell you from somebody who actually sees them, you can talk to a pet while they're being transitioned, while they're leaving their body, and immediately after they cross over the death line and are on the other side. And so while you're going through all of these processes of getting your ankle tattooed, Max is sitting up there going, what in the world is she doing that for? Those aren't her paws. Those are my paws on her. This is strange. My mama is acting strange. And then you're going out there and you're setting up this shrine. And while you're setting up the shrine, probably Max's living energy is sitting on the top of the highest point of the tree or the highest point of the big you know, urn you got sitting up there or stone thing. He's going, what is she doing? Why doesn't she just talk to me? Now, at this point in time, because... Diana didn't know how to do that or connect. She's doing all of these earth things. Now, let me say this. This is really important. Doing all of these earth things, there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Because like humans, we all set up something that we can touch, see, and feel. It's a human emotional thing. It's a connection thing. But here's the downside of it. Don't get so caught up in looking at the ankle with the paw prints on it or the tattoo on the back of your back in the shower or the memorabilia or the ashes sitting by your side of every bed or sleeping with the ashes or hanging on with the banky. Because here's the deal. Your pet's right with you. And if you get so focused that the dead, which is incorrect, only the fursuit's dead, not the pet. If the dead pet is at those places, then you block out a whole bunch of connection, which we're going to do in our second show. So this is part one. Stay tuned for part two. Part one is don't get so hung up on being at the memorial garden or crying, holding the ashes and the urns that you put a deadness to your pet. The only deadness is the shedded fursuit. Okay. The hmm. only deadness is the pet suit. Everything else is living, active, and alive. So the good part is that helps your human go through the emotional part of it. But the deadness, don't associate. Just consider it. It's your way of honoring the pet suit. Okay? And okay. then we move along because that is natural. Just like when Mike died, I wanted to hug him again. That ain't going to ever happen. But he's so busy talking to me 24-7 in his spirit form that I, you know, sometimes tell him, just go away. Just please. Just, I'm busy. So... Remember, all of that's good, but your pet is waiting for you to connect with them, and we'll, we'll touch about that a little bit later on. Go ahead, Diana. Well, and just to address that, you know, when Max crossed over, there was sort of this combination of desperation and a need for self-preservation, right? And so it's sort of like grasping at anything to try to connect, whether it be in the earthly form or some other form, which I am, by the way, have no experience with whatsoever. But I remain hopeful. And so the last thing I did also was let him inspire me to do a page that I thought was going to be about him. And it ended up really being a community about 
loss and about acceptance and about what's next. And so that was something I never expected to happen. And then we're also building a a foundation that will help save other pet lives in his name. And so these are these are things that I'm doing to help me talk about him, continue to talk about him and stay connected and share him with the world. Okay, now that is something for those out there who are saying, I just can't go on. I just can't go on. Well, that's all a stage of grieving. That's normal. All right. So understand what you're doing is normal. But here's where you got to move over a little bit. If you can use your grief to honor your pet or do something good for your pet or for the sake of your pet or for the love you have for your pet, that keeps their fursuit an earthly being that got shed. It keeps that more alive. It's like if you go hug a shelter dog, your pet would want you to do that because they knew you were a good hugger. So in your grief, if you can transform your grief into doing something positive like Diane has with Max, of course, she didn't know at that time, but that's part of her purpose, is that to do something beyond in their name or in their honor. So it takes your grief and shapeshifts it and transforms it into still loving which was the bond that started it all to begin with, because if Diana had not loved Max so much, that bond would not have been there, okay? And because her love was so profound and so profuse and so intense, it was basically eating her up when she couldn't use it. So now she's transformed it into helping other people and helping other pets, and that grand love has been shape-shifted, and it's sort of like Team Max. She and Max are now doing love good for others. And that's where you want to eventually shape shift to. Is that, um, I've heard people talking about a soul contract and you talk about, you know, Team Max. Is that where, I'm not sure I even understand fully what a soul contract is, what it does or, or how it stays. Could you elaborate on that? Yes. When you're on the other side, both you and Max were sitting on the other side. And you sort of looked over at his little sparkle form and he sort of looked over at your little sparkle form and you went, hey, Diana, what do you want to do when you go to Earth? I don't know, Max. What do you want to do? Now, that's another thing. People always say, well, when they die, they go away. No, they don't. We'll address this in our next show. So take the time if you listen to this one to catch on to the next one because, you know, yeah, um, it's sort of a follow-up and it'll, it'll put all the parts together. But the point being is a soul contract is when two souls in heaven, key word, heaven above, wherever you are, all there is, the universe, when you're sitting up there before you come down and inhabit an earth body, i.e. a leased vehicle, Max got a dog body, Diana got a human body, got some great red hair she does, and Max says it matches his little cheekies. (laughs) Um, So the point being is both of them were in energy spirit form, and they decided that they would come to earth and would meet and be with each other. Okay, so down comes Diana. Down comes Max with the cutest little men pin face you have ever seen. And uh, loving Diana's long nails and Max hating his nails not being long. And they both sat and they looked at each other and they lived their life together. So Max says, hey, I've been in this fursuit long enough. I can't stay anymore. And he knew he was crossing. And so he set up this event so his body would deteriorate because a body deteriorates and you have to leave the fursuit. So he left the fursuit and that was catalytic, keyword, catalytic to Diana's soul. It blew it wide open, just like nitroglycerin. (laughs) Okay. Now, after she gathered her pieces together and tried to get a little sanity, all of a sudden her soul started talking to her. And it was like, well, I got to do something in Max's honor. 
I got to keep him alive. I got to do something good. Max is sitting up in heaven going, yep, she's beginning to get it. And you're going, what? Max's soul and Diana's soul had contracted to do work on earth that was going to be for the betterment of those who followed. Okay? And what that means is it doesn't have to be for all of humanity. If Diana and Max save one dog in the foundation that she set up, then that's the dog both of their lives came to save. If she sets up a community to talk about loss and one heart doesn't cry as much as it used to, then she and Max have fulfilled their soul's contract. So the soul contract between Max and Diana was and is, was when it was the fursuit. That'll be a test. So if you're taking notes, that's going to be part A and B for your kids. And B is for the living pet spirit is that it's going forward to help others. And the reason Diana is so driven to this, like manic driven, everybody's going, oh, she's crazy. She's so crazy about this dog and she's doing all this. No, 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 no. What that says is her soul understands there's a higher purpose and she's just looking for it. She's just trying to find it because she already knows it's there. But now that Max's fursuit is gone, it's been activated. So a soul contract is what two souls, whatever form, as a soulmate, a twin flame, a pet baby, you know, whatever, that when you do a soul contract, it's what each of you choose to learn together on earth and, in this case, to share after the passing. One of the contracts I had with Mike, my fiancé who was killed, is after Mike was killed, I swore for the rest of my life I would dedicate my life to helping people not hurt anymore or have pain when they suffered death. And that was my sole contract with Mike. Then along comes my little bee-bottom dog friend, looks at me, and it changed so that now I work with people and pets, and I try to, my mission is to change the paradigm of pet loss. It's only pet loss of the fursuit because pet spirits live forever and always. And so the sole contract is engendered while you're on the other side so that you complete it when you come to earth. Did that answer you, Diana? Yes, and then some. Thank you. I am curious. So one of the things that I did was read, read articles, get books, buy books. I spent a lot of time on on Amazon. And uh, I was reading a lot about what happens during the transition. So a lot of comments about going through a tunnel, a lot of comments about, you know, suddenly the grass is green. I wanted to better understand or at least try to understand Max's experience of transition. I think that in my opinion, Everybody has a vision that they experience, and that's when they write a book or an article or whatever. That's the vision that they share. Now, for those who are listening today, we did a radio show, which is really pretty cool, in our archives. Go check it out on what is Rainbow Bridge. And we had several people who had dreams about it or thought they saw it in dreams and visions and whatever, and they all described it. So go check out that archive on um, what is Rainbow Bridge? But the way I see it, because of the gift that I have, is I see a living spirit pull out of the fursuit it is vacating, and then it lifts up in like a sparkler form. It goes over a death line, which is an electromagnetically free black area, because it has to change from the earth body vibrational frequency to the all there is spirit living forever energy. And so I see it just cross over and then they become 
a sparkler form and become part of all there is. And when I use the word sparkler form, a lot of people say, what does that really mean? Is it an orb? Well, an orb is a sparkler form. But when a pet becomes all there is, they present an electromagnetic energy that is just a beautiful, brilliant light, and it looks like a sparkler form. But when they present to you, they will always show you a form that you're familiar with. It's a recognition, a cognitive thing. Like when Eben Alexander wrote his book, Proof of Heaven, when he went to the other side, he saw his sister's like orb form, but in his mind, he saw visions of people the way they were when they were on earth. Well, really what's happening is the electromagnetic form that lives in all of there is, is taking on a presentation that triggers your mind to recognize them. Am I saying that correctly? Mm. Okay, so that, that you understand when you see it, like when I talk to them, we see a sparkler form. At that point in time, when I talk to them in the present life, Max would take on the form he used in your current life. When I talk to the pet in a past life, that electromagnetic sparkler form takes on a form that shows me what they look like in their past life with you. And if we're doing reincarnation, when I look at the future energy, Max would transform from his electromagnetic energy of his current life form, and he would show me, just like the movie's Transformers, he would transform into the new earth form he would take so that you can describe it. And that's why when I talk about pet reincarnation and I do readings for that, I can tell somebody what the pet's going to look like. You know, toenails, ears, hind ends, spots, you name it. They show it to me. So it's a matter of human recognition of a visual form for reincarnation for a future. And when I talk to them and have a conversation and see them in a reading face-to-face, -face, they show me the form that they inhabited or they take that on so that I'm comfortable feeling that I'm talking to them. So what they, when somebody says they go through a tunnel, well, you know, a tunnel could be the death line. They go through a time where there are no electromagnetics because the electromagnetics are changing from the density of the human body into the electromagnetics of all there is in the universe. And that takes just a little bit of a change. Some people call it a, uh, you know, they go over a rainbow bridge or some say they go through a tunnel or they go into the light. Well, they become light. So that's when I say they become all there is. And then they diversify in density into their own little specific orb. It's sort of like looking at water. If you look at water, you go, isn't that pretty? The ocean is so pretty. But if you look at it, you can see the ocean is every drop of water. Your pet becomes a drop of all there is, which to me is a singular sparkular form. And then to you would be white light. But if you took that white light and individually analyzed it, you would see each little sparkler form would be somebody's boopsie or fluffy. That's a great, beautiful thought, actually. But I'm, I am wondering then when they do that transition, yep. is there, is there some, is there like a learning curve? Is there somebody to help them show them the ropes? You were saying that when I'm getting my tattoo and when I'm reading my books, he's sitting there going, you know, what's she doing? And so I'm right. just wondering how fast he sort of is shown the ropes over there, I guess. First of all, stop. They don't know how, why does he have to be shown any ropes? I don't know. Okay. Well, this is what you need to know. A lot of things that are taught by, and I hate to say this, animal communicators is, oh, somebody taught him to come over here. Wrong. Oh, somebody's got to go do this. Here's the deal. The minute, i.e. nanosecond, a pet pulls out of his body, he is whole, he is healthy, he is complete. He does not need to sleep to heal. He does not need to be shown the ropes. He does not need to go see grandma. He doesn't need to go see and play with all his buddies. 
he is sitting right there looking at you, looking at the dead fursuit. <laughs> Period. And all this other stuff is just fluff. Now, all these people have these visions. That's their vision of what they see. Mine is coming from the experience of watching them do it. He gets out of his fursuit. He's sitting there going, why is she crying so hard with the fursuit? You go to the tat salon. He's going, damn, that's got to be hurting her getting that tat on her ankle. Wonder why she's, oh, those look like my paws for I'm sitting here just fine. And that is where the gap is. And that's where the paradigm shift needs to be. The gap is nobody needs to show on the ropes. You got a heart attachment. You got a soul contract that is between two of you. Those are the ropes for eternity. So he would essentially go over and automatically sort of instinctively know how to connect with me, how to manifest or, you know, Give how to... reason why he wouldn't. All he's lacking is a suit. Well, I, I mean, was wondering. Well, here's yeah. the question. All right. It's cold outside, baby. What are you going to do? You're going to put on a coat, aren't you? Probably. All right. So we're going to walk outside. I'm in my coat. You're in your coat. We're having a conversation, right? Right. All right. Now we're going to come back to your house. You take off your coat. I take off my coat. Do I need to give you a book to teach you how to react with me from now on because you took your coat off? No. Okay. Do I need to say any more? Okay, but this is where pet people got to change. Yes. This is what causes the pain. This is where people are led astray. Pops, yes. they're clean. They don't need a book. Plus, they can't, they'd be reading it from heaven looking at your stuff. This is where we have to make the difference. You have spent how many years on earth? 14 and a half with Max. You think he's got your number? Duh. You think you've got his number? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he drops the coat. Next? What's your next journey? What's your next adventure? So they don't look at it when they cross. Max wouldn't look at it as sort of a, a loss, a sadness, a missing of mom. He Why? appreciates. You're the only one that's going through <laughs> the human stuff. He's sitting right there. Hmm. Here's the most interesting thing I ever read. Humans are the only ones that have emotions that get in the way. That's really interesting and very true. Max is on the other side, full of life, full of energy. What's your problem? <laughs> I, I didn't realize I had one until just now, but yeah, I guess it does lie with me, doesn't it? That's where the human feeling comes in. Humans have feelings. Yeah. When he doesn't have a fursuit, he's in all there is. He's perfect. Why is he going to need a book if he's perfect? Why is he going to need to be told how to deal with you if he's healed? Why, if he's well and full cognitive, all there is, does he need any instructions? I think because I viewed him as, as almost human. And so I'm needing instructions and I'm feeling the loss. So I'm, I'm immediately put, put projecting that on him. Right. Yes. Yes. And he's sitting there waiting for you to catch up. Probably. Okay. That makes me, that does make me feel a lot better. Actually. Do you understand? I mean, do you really see that? I mean, the difference is he's perfect. He's whole. He's healthy. He's healed. He's out of the dead suit. Next. I do. I mean, Wait, I really, you to catch up. yeah, I, I mean, I really hadn't thought about it as sort of, um, it's, you know, it's almost like the, the play is up there. The story is up above and they're sort of dropping down in little vignettes or little plays is what I'm picturing. You know, when you mention yeah. that. Yeah. So he's come down to first. He had 14 and a half years with you. He trolled it back up to the other side. Now, the bottom line is you're in a body that takes a little longer. So he's got to put up with you till you drop your body. And will he recognize time in the way we do? No, right? No. That's a human construct. Human construct. He's working 24 7. Yippee. But he's not sitting there going, oh, it's going to be 50 years until she gets here. I mean, God willing. But do you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. He's just thinking 24 7 every day. He's in Never Never Land. There is no time. Okay. 
Okay. If you get sick, he's going to be there. If you're throwing up, he's sitting by the commode. If you get run over, he's right there when you get out of your fur suit or people suit, in case you didn't shave your legs. You know, <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. No, thank he's you. He's just sitting there going, hey, I'm in all there is. We got a contract. I'll just wait until her little body gets up here and all there is. But, you know, those damn humans, they got a longer life on those jobs. Hmm. My little fur suit. Yeah, it didn't have but about a 14-year contract. Wonder how long hers is. Oh, I hope that's what he's thinking. <laughs> Why wouldn't he think that? Who else is he connected to? I didn't see anybody else he was connected to. He came down here to be with you. He had his sole contract with you. So why is anybody else going to affect it? Oh, that's another thing I got a real thing about. Everybody goes, oh, he went to see grandma. Oh, he went to see your sister and your brother. Oh, he those are for people who cannot connect to the other side correctly. And you get that generic information because it sounds good. It ain't right. Here's the deal. You have the sole contract with them. You have the sole contract with them. And you have the sole contract with them. Guess when the sole contract is over? Ding, ding, ding. When you get out of your human suit, then y'all start to decide what you're going to do next. The contract is with you till you die. I did a video called Mine Only. I think it's 67 or something. It's one of my favorites. That pet is mine only, i.e. yours. Mine only and mind only because they're in spirit form for the rest of your being. Mike's been gone 20 years. He's here every day. Busy, busy, busy. His body suit's been gone 20 years, and he's here. Busy, busy, busy. Getting in my face, staying about me all the time. I'm loving it, but i really rather hug him. But I don't have a chance because his body suit went 20 years ago. But the rest of him, busy, busy, busy. So I have a whole set of questions about, about that. <laughs> um, about the visiting. Should I just dive into those? Well, I think the thing to do is... I think if you have any other questions about crossing over or where they are or who is he with and what is a soul contract about, especially the soul contract part about it, let's try and address those. Then we'll close this show and we'll do our second show on soul connections. So do you have any more questions about the soul contract? Just primarily, how does somebody or how do I know that I'm, how do I know in my core, sort of viscerally, that I have a soul contract? I, I feel like I do certainly with Max, but what do I feel? How do I know for sure? The answer to that is simple. If you've ever had a pet, they feel like a pet. If you've ever had a mine only or a soul dog or a heart dog or a heart cat, it's a content, totally different feeling. It's a connection beyond words. It's a connection beyond your breath itself. And when they leave your life, it is like taking a thread out of the tapestry and the fabric of who you are. And um, for those of you who hear me talking about videos, go on over to my YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel called Brent Atwater. And we've got right now about 200 videos over there that talk and answer questions. And you're more than welcome to send your questions into our PetLifeRadio.com and go to our station over on YouTube. And we have all of these answers are there. And if you can't find what you're looking for, go to my website, www.BrentAtwater.com. And it says TV Show Index. And run through all of the questions and you'll see the question you want. You uh-huh. And then look at that video and it'll help explain. 
and they embellish what we do on our pet life radio shows and then we take our pet life radio shows and embellish what we do in our videos so they sort of go hand in hand so that you may hear what we're talking about and then also they explain or give you how-to techniques so a soul contract is when you and your pet set out together to go on earth to learn something together and to have a journey together that creates change in either both of you, one of you, or humanity and those you benefit. So essentially the, the things, the foundation and all those things are part and parcel of our soul contract. They're sort it's of the part result part of, of the soul. what you and Max decided to do when you met and came down on earth. Yes. And so the, just the last question I have, is it just one-to-one? Is the soul contract always one-to-one? So just him, um, just me. The initiator of the soul contract is just one-to-one. Recently, I just did a reading of a cat that was an angel, and the cat came down, and its soul contract was to take care of both of its parents, I guess you would say, because, and again, when I use any example on the show, I want everybody to know that I have asked permission because I believe when I do a reading that readings are sacred, and because I know when Mike died and I had readings, everything that was told to me was so sacred. So I asked each of my clients, may I have their permission to use something? And the man had had three heart attacks and the woman had survived breast cancer twice. And this guardian angel came down in the form of a cat to help them get through the most difficult times of the heart attacks and the cancer. And then the cat went to the other side, but it was truly an angel. And it was an angel that had come down their entire life. And so that was a soul contract where a guardian angel came down and took care of two humans. A lot of times it is a one-on-one and more times often than not, it is a one-on-one contract because inch by inch, heart by heart is how you make dreams come true and effectuate things. Those who came to do a bigger job, like, for instance, the dolphins who died in the nets or the horses who died in um, Central Park from it being too hot. Those are God animals. And we have a whole article on our blog, PetReincarnation.com, about God animals. And we have one God animals on our YouTube video. So we have backup on all this if you want to read it three or four different times and have in-depth or just little quip definitions but those animals come to change the betterment of all the dolphins that got stuck in the net and all the horses that died of too much heat so they no longer work on the streets of new york and that's how those contracts come sometimes the pet being a god animal comes for the betterment of the animals behind such as the dog fighting in the michael vick ring those dogs who sacrificed their lives there came to change the rules of dog fighting for all that followed and they had a a human kind and a pet kind contract. Whereas the guardian angel that came down to take care of the two people had a two person pet. We had a dog that woke up an entire family. And so the dog came down to wake up the family so it wouldn't get burned to death in a fire. And so he had a five person contract when he came down and his job, his whole job was to wake that family up so they didn't die in the house that burned to the ground. And so obviously with the direction you're going is Mike Max came like Mike did to inspire each of us to do a singular go forth in the world and make that happen. So your contract was with Max like mine was with Mike, and it was a one-on-one contract. Glad to hear it. Those are all the questions I have about this particular topic. All right. Well, then we will thank Diana and Max for joining us today. And um, for those of you who are listening, we invite you to my YouTube videos. Subscribe. Be the first to know over there. And if you'd like, we have uh, books. I have my new book, After Death Signs from Pets on the Other Side, that teaches you 
how to connect and our pet loss books and we have a pet loss group and we're going to be having so stay tuned and this is key watch my facebook page and max's facebook page we are going to be having hopefully monthly call in live shows so you can ask questions that will be educational for all to learn and grow and be expanded awareness from and we'll look forward to sharing that with you so thank you for joining us today diana and max thank you for all you've done to help people today and if you you have a question send it in to me i like to hear them send it in to me for our youtube video and subscribe we'll see you soon bye 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 let's talk pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.